Blog Talk Radio. Montreal camp to find uh, some answers to why they're down, and uh, so far players and uh, fans have their fans have come up with they're lucky. Hey, what happened? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Actually, we have some we have some audio we'll play from the uh, <clears throat> the uh, Michelle Tyrion uh, press conference. Hey, what happened? That's that's, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I love. I just you know, let me just get right into it. I love like the 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 Canadians haven't won Jack for you know a little bit a little bit longer than we have. They certainly haven't been in the really. I mean, the, from my recollection, in the playoff hunt in the last decade, maybe somebody can correct me on that. Like as far as going deep into the playoffs. And all of a sudden, they're just because because they beat Boston for some reason, the 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 hapless Rangers are getting lucky beating them. I mean, this is not a you know, 
this is not a team that dominated in the regular season for the most part. Uh, you know, they got some good players over there, but I, I don't understand the extreme hubris, to use a big college word, of the uh, Le Habitant, the uh, Canadiens fan. That's like an 80-point so, Scrabble word. Really? Oh, I don't know. No. Yeah, know. at least. I don't know. It's a now, lot. Now, you know, I'll get right into this. This plays into the clip that you were playing earlier. <laughs> hey, so, what so, happened? No, not that one. The, the, the oh, ginger one. one. Oh, the before ginger things went haywire, you said, Ed, before things went haywire last night, you said, Ed, what's with this ginger ale thing you've been talking about? You, you discovered <laughs> ginger ale. And, yes, and it's funny because I kind of, I put ginger ale in a, like a, a total different, like, I don't know, I thought it was kind of like an old person's drink or something that you add toward, add into a, like, mixed drink, an alcohol beverage, an adult <laughs> beverage, if you will. A Rob Roy. A Rob Roy, a, uh, a Rusty Nail. Roy. A rusty nail, and what have you? A Manhattan, and, and now all of a sudden it's—I mean—it's become a sensation. This post on Facebook about me and the ginger ale, and you said that reminded you of your mom, and it kind of reminded me of my mom too. And then people were like, "Well, ginger ale really isn't a soda." And then there's a little debate whether it's actually soda. Because it's, it's, I don't know how people decide these stuff. Then I began to think, well, what brand? Like, people have certain brands there of ginger ale. Are you a Canada Dry man? Are you a Schweppes man or a woman? So it, it's become, it's, a, it's an internet phenomenon at this point but, now. But don't you, don't you understand why? Because once, because it, it, it's, it's just you. It's the aura. People want to talk about what you're talking about. You are the buzz. You are literally well, the buzz. What you're talking about, everybody's talking about. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you I know, I know. try to be humble. I try to be humble about these things, but I think you're right. <laughs> when you're and, great and you know it, why hide it? And it's funny because you, you picked up this clip about ginger ale, which is totally hysterical, and I'm kind of cueing you to play it. It really sounds like Don Draper from Mad Men designed this. Designed this, this, this is it okay. a, it's a TV spot, right? I'm trying to talk through this. Excuse me. Um, this is an old, very old Canada Dry commercial from the 60s, and it is extremely Mad Men-esque. If you watch, I don't particularly care for Mad Men, but I have watched the show and this is this is Mad Men esque, and I will post the video to this in our Facebook group later tonight. And I promise we will talk hockey in a minute. <laughs> yes, just indulge us with this. Somebody saw the shot, and she's got a cold drink for you: Canada Dry Ginger Ale. One gulp is for thirst; the other gulps are for kicks. <laughs> Come in on a wave and end up at a party. Gonna be a good evening. Canada Dry Ginger Ale. One gulp is for thirst, the other gulps are for kicks. So the next morning, Tony ran. You read all of Tony Gets a Pony and you're ready for a drink. Canada Dry Ginger Ale. So good it hurts. 
fresh, wet, and moonlit. A girl in the Canada Dry. And across the car, the girl was also ice fresh cracking and wise cracking. And you know it's going to last till dawn. <laughs> Canada Dry ginger ale. One gulp is for thirst, the other gulps are for kicks. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of analogy. You know, women just like Canada Dry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fresh, fresh, wet moonlight. The first gulp is for thirst, and the rest is for kicks. <laughs> I make it I will, the official. I'm, <laughs> I want to make Canada Dry the official drink <laughs> of these playoffs for the Rangers. Canada Dry. <sighs> the first gulp is for thirst. The rest, <laughs> the rest is for kicks. I will say, I will say this about ginger ale, when you have that stomach thing going on, the, the virus, I got the virus, uh, you're throwing up. There is nothing to me that settles my stomach better than ginger ale. That's nothing what they better. say. That's what they say. And I'll I will go buy a two liter or two two liter bottles of Canada Dry Diet ginger ale and just drink it nonstop on ice. It's really good. All right. All right, now Eddie, let's get down to Eddie. The first gulp of Eddie is for, is for the rest is for kicks. For kicks. Well, let me tell you something. Get down to these, New York, these New York Rangers of ours celebrate, folks. You've won two games. But there's still a lot of work to do. I'm looking on the interwebs. I'm looking on the internet. I'm seeing people breaking out their 94 caps, their hats, and... And, uh, oh, and posted pictures of how the habitats are going down. And the Canadians are... We got a temper. We got to simmer down now. <laughs> All right? We can't get too ahead of ourselves. We know nothing comes easy to this franchise and its fans. We know it. Even when they won now. the cup. Even <laughs> who we won the cup in 94. Seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. Seven games in the Finals. So buckle up, folks. No, nope, don't but say I... buckle up. Don't say what, buckle what up. I... That was the what, Penguins' slogan. Have... That was their slogan. Don't say buckle oh, okay. up. All right. Yeah. So we got to fasten our seatbelts. Strap get up. ready for... Yes. Now, do I think we have a good chance of winning this series? I do, and I'll tell you why. Not because we're lucky. I think there's some several factors for why the Rangers are winning. I'm going to cite them right now, Jim. First of all, they don't, for the most part, they stay out of the box. There's only three culprits in this, and we'll talk about this, which have been really throughout the playoffs. Benoit Pouliot, Chris Kreider, and Carl Hagelin. Those are three guys that take penalties for the most part. Yeah. And if you noticed in the last game, guess who sat some shifts out? Because he took a bad penalty. Chris Kreider. And I think that was a wise move. You've got to learn not to take stupid penalties in the playoffs. And I feel like Pouliot has not learned his lesson. Um, I guess there's a, you've got to take the good with the bad with him because he is contributing a lot. Um, but they're unnecessary penalties. The Rangers defensemen get it. They do not take penalties. If you look at how many penalties and 
the Rangers have taken in the playoffs, they're minuscule. They have not allowed a lot of power play opportunities for the opposition. So they've got that Black, down. They're a very disciplined team. Two nothing. What's the score in that game? Two nothing. Blackhawks just scored. Sorry to interrupt. Oh no problem. Two nothing. <clears throat> so I think that's a factor that I would look at. Hey, you know that 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 doesn't fit into the lucky category. That fits into the more disciplined category. We see Brandon Pruss taking stupid penalties for them. We see P.K. Subban taking stupid penalties for them. We saw Renee Bork take two stupid penalties for them. So you're, you're seeing again what you saw a lot in the Philadelphia series with the Rangers where Philly was taking an inordinate amount of dumb penalties and Pittsburgh to a degree to a degree but what we're seeing is a very disciplined Ranger team that is not going to take the penalty. They're, they're a very clean team. Even when the other team has really good scoring chances, the Rangers defensemen have been uh, able not to take the penalty. Uh, and, and, and what you're seeing is these opposing coaches are saying, the refs are not, we're not getting the calls from the refs. And I don't think that there, there, there's been a lot of, I mean, there's always blown calls. I mean, let's face it, it's the NHL. But I think the Rangers have played a very disciplined game throughout these playoffs. So that's one intangible I'll give you that I haven't seen from Montreal in this series. The second one is, I mean, it's the obvious one. It's Henrik Lundqvist. Henrik Lundqvist is on lockdown. Unless that puck hits somebody's ass or hits a Rangers defenseman's stick, or it's a perfect shot, it's not going in the net. Taking the Bell Center, which I, I'm sorry if I'm going off here, Jim. Let me just, you know, no, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I mean, he's taken the Bell Center, which has been a total abomination for him, a, a, a total nightmare for him, spun it on top of its head, played two of the best games he's played in a clutch situation, and he made the belt center his bitch. He would have been he would have been better than Price. He was better than Tecor- They're just not going to score on him. It's just not going to happen. And I'm not saying this from a bias point of view. I'm saying I've seen this throughout the years with other teams and goalies. You know, they would say you raise you know you can ride a hot goal. Yeah, but you know, hot's a little you know it's a little a vague term. You know. There's certain goalies that you just know are locked in, they're honed in. He's one of them. That's another reason the Rangers are up in this series. And again, they invest the cap money in a goalie. They've invested and it's come under criticism and scrutiny in the last couple of years. But this is why we have him and this is what he's doing. It's on lockdown. I also think the Rangers are much more, have much more depth defensively. They have four good defensemen. And the five and six guys are playing decently. I, you know, I don't think the Canadians are that deep. I think they rely on P.K. Subban to be everything and anything for them. And you saw when they were down in that game, they played him to death. That showed me more panic than anything. The Rangers do not panic. 
So that's that's my two main points to to kind of just totally extinguish this thought that these Canadian fans have that we're being lucky. And I, I really feel my last thing I'll conclude this with, I've been through enough losing in my life with the teams I root for to last 25 lifetimes. And I'll tell you, the excuse I always use when I'm at, I have nothing left is they're lucky. So that's where they are now. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, geez, I don't even know where to begin. Henrik Lundqvist, I guess, is a good is a good place to start. You talk about how he's not giving up any goals. Uh, you know, he's just not. They're not going to score on him. How many goals in this in these playoffs this year have been completely fluke goals? Bounced off somebody's back. Bounced off a shoulder you know, ricocheted off something. It's got to be at least, it's got to be at least three or four in the playoffs. Wouldn't you say? At least. At least, right? At least. I mean, I, I, look at even the goal they got last, the other, other night, when Fulcanic scored. Yeah. That was, yeah. They want to talk about lucky. They, they shouldn't have gotten a goal. And then the game before, yeah, Lars Eller's goal was nice, but the other goal was a, was a deflection. It was another right. one. So, I don't know what they're talking about, lucky. I mean, they've been shut down by Henrik Lundqvist. I mean, they played very well, Montreal, in that game, too. But Lundqvist was there. <laughs> right. And, and and I'm I'm not just saying this because uh, because I'm a I'm a I'm a Ranger fan. I mean, I, you know, I've watched a lot of hockey for, you know, a lot of years. Henrik Lundqvist right now is playing First of all, he's playing better than I think we've ever seen him, which is amazing in itself. But he is also, again, I'm going to go back to a term I keep using. He is writing a story. I mean, we've seen goaltenders put on displays and carry a team through the playoffs. You know, you think of Patrick Waugh, you think of you think of Hasek, uh, Quick a couple of years ago. Uh, maybe Jaguar one year, Jaguar, uh, yeah, Hashik at least one year, maybe two two years that he got into the play. But that's that's the type of again story that Henrik is. You know, if the Rangers do the impossible, I, they'll be talking about the performance of Henrik Lundqvist in these playoffs for years to come. The way we still talk about Patrick Waugh in 1986. The way we still talk about Hashik and some of the things he did in the playoffs, it's it, he's been that good. Good is it, I mean they're, they're, we're out, we're out of adjectives at this point for this guy. I mean really, we're out of adjectives. Now the other thing I want to say, and I and I'm going to get this out. We're, we are already what, 20 minutes into this show, and I don't want to forget this, and I want to make sure that everyone hears it. The New York Rangers' fourth line has been absolutely fantastic. Brian Boyle, Derek Dorsett, Carcillo, and Dominic Moore. Not only have all four of them been fantastic, but Vino has done an amazing job of knowing when, not only when to use that line, but
but who to rotate in and out of that line from game to game. When he's decided to sub in Carcillo for for Dorset or Dorset for Carcillo or whatever, it's always been the right move. He's done a hell of a job coaching in this play in these playoffs. I think the way they've rolled four lines just absolutely brilliant, brilliant. And I wanted to make sure that I got it out there by complimenting Brian Boyle because he has been a big part of why the Rangers are where they are where they are right now. That fourth line has been terrific. There's yeah, no I, doubt and, about it. And no I certainly have Ah, oh, there's there's no questioning it. That fourth line isn't a giveaway line. It's it's a line that goes out Dorset in the last game especially showed so much speed and, and and taking the puck to the net and doing the things I think that they really should have done more against Tukarski, uh, uh because he is a, a, a rookie goalie and an, and an experienced goalie. They just kind of take you to that, getting shots. You don't have to ask anybody to be the greatest shot. It's just got to be a shot. And I think the Rangers will do more of that tomorrow night. I think they will get a lot more shots on this kid, and let's see and test his medal. And you're right about Boyle and that fourth line. He's called it perfect, and they deserve all. And that, listen, I have never been hard, as hard on Boyle as you have. Although I've, I saw, I mean, it's funny because you really have to endure 80 games of regular season, regular season nonsense with this guy in order to enjoy what he brings to a playoff. Right. I mean, you know. All the, you know, walking away from fights, all the ridiculous breakaways or the lack of breakaways and all the ridiculous shots on goal and the falling down and all this stuff with him. But in the playoffs, I mean, this guy, it, I've seen enough of, enough, enough of him in the playoffs to say this guy is a, is a real gamer and he's a guy, an essential kind of guy you need. And that, hats off to him for that. Dominic Moore, he's been an agitator. He's been, and you said this a couple shows ago, he never takes a shift off. Never. Nope. And Carcillo has been such a surprise. I really, I, you know, I really was off about him. I really thought he was just a bum, a retread. And he has certainly done what he's been asked to um, and he doesn't necessarily have to have a guy to fight to be effective out there or start things up he's an effective player they have effective players on that fourth line so yes kudos for AV for playing them and spotting them in the exact ways that they should be and uh, you know the Rangers have a lot of character go ahead well I just want to say Carcillo has been and I think you, I think this is what you were basically saying, but it, he's been much more skilled than I expected from him. Right. He's Certainly. he's shown skill, in, you know, a lot of times, and I think that Dominic Moore has been the difference maker for Brian Boyle. I really think he has made a difference in Brian Boyle's game. 
It allows Boyle to play the wing more often. I think he's better over there than he is at center. And I just think I, I just think Moore makes that whole line better. And I know he's been playing on the third line. Well, he played on the third line the other night with Broussard out. But that should change tomorrow night. Broussard is expected back in the lineup. Now, the I know one that other Broussard... Thing, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, I know Broussard had skated in practice, so that the, they're thinking about he's going to play tomorrow. Is that what uh, the word is on the streak? That's that's what that's what I read earlier that he is expected to play. Okay. Now, the other thing that I think Ranger fans and, and even the media got a little overworked up about was the fact that the Rangers the, the game didn't start well for the Rangers. Game two. Even the Rangers said, we have to get off to a better start. The fans were kind of, they didn't get off to a good... You had to expect Montreal to come out the way they did. Oh, yeah. I mean, facing being down two, you know, with being down, losing the first two at home. And in that arena, I mean, how many times have you seen them do that during the regular season? You knew they were going to come out flying, firing on all cylinders. I told, I texted Joe Catroni, and Joe is in the chat room. He will attest to this. I told him two hours before the game started, they just got to survive the first 10 minutes. And they did. 10 minutes into that game, it was 1-1. And that's, that's, that's right where you wanted to be. Or I mean, if not winning, obviously. But you, right. you had to know Montreal was going to come out with, you know, in an avalanche. They were going to pour it on. But the thing is, you just got to survive that 10 minutes because no team can keep that pace up. No team's adrenaline is going to, to, to like that. It's not going to last for 60 minutes. And it didn't. And eventually it evened out. And I think, I think a lot of, I don't know, a lot of people felt like Montreal completely outplayed the Rangers. I didn't feel that way after game. I thought at times, yes. But I didn't think – I think there was some school of thought that Montreal dominated that game, which I didn't. No, I don't I think they dominated. I think if you had to weigh the, the scales on who took the play more to the other team, yeah, Montreal. But there's a – see, they survived because we have Henrik Lundqvist. And as that continues, as they – and, and they, look, they went balls out. They, they got embarrassed. 7-2 the game before. Like you yeah, said, you knew they yeah, were going to come out. <laughs> I mean, they they were they they came out and I mean, they wanted blood. Yeah. And they came at the Rangers full force and it still wasn't good enough. And I really think as the series goes along, Lundqvist frustrates you and he frustrates you and then it gets into your head a little bit. And we saw that you know, with Crosby, and we saw that with Giroux, and we saw that with a lot of guys. James Neal was another guy who did nothing in, in a playoff series against him. Uh, you know, Scott Hartnell that did barely anything. Um, and so that you got that into play. Plus, I think the Rangers' defense is really playing a solid six guys, uh, playing as a unit very well. And the Rangers are showing a lot of heart and up front, and now they're getting, they've been getting goal scoring from a lot of different places. And including all the, the power. Hockey, including the power play now. Um, and we're starting to see 
and we've seen that before with other teams, that that is the key. And um, so they're going to be tough to come back against. Again, I'm not not counting anything because, you know, uh, I want to get ahead of myself here, but against the, either Peter Budai or Dustin Tokarski. I think Tokarski's been announced for, for tomorrow night. Okay. I don't see how they can do it. I mean, I, I mean, that's just the way I'm, I'm formulating it in my head. What, how it plays out, I don't know. Like I said at the top, this could go seven. I mean, this is the way the team, the team does the things. But, and the important thing is the Rangers have to come out tomorrow and not – they just got to get shots on this guy. That's all they have to do is get shots. That's all I want to see. I think the Rangers get 30-plus shots, they win the game. That's how I'm looking at it. And, you know? and, you know, that was another – I guess that was another thing that Canadian fans were, were looking at as a glimmer of hope was that Tukarski played well. And, and, and I'll give it to you, he was he – was, he was good, but he's competent. Yeah, but he was also at home in the friendly confines. It's going to be a different animal tomorrow night at MSG, and I'm expecting, and I really do believe that that place is going to be louder than we've heard it because the ticket prices are through the roof. People are scrambling for tickets, so I got to think that the that the real fans are out there sacrificing their car payments and their rent payments, and their tuitions are going down the drain oh, for, yeah. for, for Eastern Conference Finals tickets. You know, won't be so many suits. <coughs> so, so I think, uh, <clears throat> think Tukarski is going to face a much different animal tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. Right. As you're having a choking fit. Also, uh, you were talking before the show about... Uh, revamping our website and I know Joe C Joe Catroni has kind of thrown his head in his hat into it and his head probably but uh, I'd like to give a shout out to my friend Michelle Tickles Johnson who is throwing she's also throwing her beret into uh, web designing into maybe making this mega website for us because I really think now, now, wasn't Joe also talking about maybe getting, like, uh, some kind of freeing us of this, the shackles we call, uh, the audio shackles we call Block Talk Radio as well? The tickles. Is that her? Is that is that your friend Michelle there? There she is. is yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Having a, she's having a doob in the chat room. I like it. I like it. Welcome, Michelle. Oh. Nice to see you. Yeah. She never said mega. No, we said mega. Once we say mega, we need mega. That's right. Uh, Yes. What I mean, ultimately, uh, this is the conversation that I had with Mr. Catroni, is that the ultimate goal would be to ditch this god-awful 1985 technology and to, dis- to have a website. A, 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 and I know we have a website now, blueshirtunderground.com, but a, yeah, but a, a website that can be a hub of of you know our, of, for our show for articles if anybody wants to write for you know just posting links posting crazy pictures basically all the things we do in our Facebook group but on a grander scale because not everybody's on Facebook 
And let's face it, there's a thousand people in our Facebook group, but not all of them are, are there every day, and they don't all want to participate. And those Facebook groups get, get just crazy sometimes with conversations and arguing. So what my, my ultimate vision would be that for us to have a, a beautiful website that we can also broadcast our show from somehow where people can gather on show night and there's a live chat like we have here right on our website and our show broadcasts right from our website be it via video or audio and then when the show is over just like we have now our podcast goes to iTunes because iTunes is our bread and butter all right well that sounds good when it's all done said and done let me know I'll be there <laughs> if you remind me an hour before the show. The you Mike Fabric soundboard is up and running. So, uh... What is going on over there? Now, <laughs> it's the Mike Emmerich soundboard. Oh. Well, my, oh, that's good. I like that. Shuffleboard. But it's now, I want it... But it's, it's completely invalid because Waffleboard, it isn't on here. This, this, this has no oh. credibility. Mashing, squirrels the puck, chunks of past. Anyway, so that's uh, on the horizon. Uh, it doesn't have Skinner. Tickles is working on the mega site as we speak. Should be up by next week. <laughs> We're back. The whole empire will be ready to move next week. That's right. Now, let's get down to business. Let's get down to beeswax. You said that uh, you had this clip of uh, Michelle Terry in there. Uh, something about something. He's, what, what is he saying? No, I was making a joke. He had, this was his press conference. Hey, what happened? Oh, well, that was the joke. <laughs> hey, what happened? Hey, what happened? Hey, uh, what happened? Well, hey, I gotta what tell you. happened? <laughs> that, was, that was it. Oh, by the way, uh, I would just like to point out that in our Facebook group, before this series started, I said that if Hank could get over his problems at the Bell Center, and if Rick Nash would start scoring, which, he, which I thought he would be able to because Montreal's forwards are smaller. He would have more room to operate. I said that if those two things happened, it would be a short series. And right now, both You're of on those your things way. happened, and the Rangers are two games up. Hey, yes, what yes. Oh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> he's still going. <laughs> I know. Terry, he's got to answer a lot of press over there at Montreal. They're always on him. So uh, I, I see that everybody's kind of turned on Brandon Prust now. It was in Prust We Trust a couple of years ago. He was uh, every the fan him. favorite. Now everybody hates Brandon Prust. One-handed. Why does everybody hate Brandon Prust now, guys? Oh, he's a dick. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck you. Hey, what happened? Exactly. He's still going. Right. Hey, here, here's Brandon Prust. I'm over here now. 
Exactly. In, in other words, you are the enemy. Fuck him. First of all, he's, he's, he's talking about Kreider, how it was, a, it was an accident, but not an accidental play. He goes in at Price, and then he tries to hurt, or he tried to clip Lundquist during the TV timeout when he thought nobody was looking. He's garbage. I have renounced my Presbyterianism. I'm and an I, atheist. As well you should. I mean, it's just... Stop with that. <laughs> You're like a child. I am. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I know. But there are a lot of more, more enduring qualities, I think. Everything on this... Everything on the soundboard is something it laid it, lays it, jammed it, jammed it, guides it, handed it. Well, I'll tell you what's killing me. What's killing me is the fucking pie slice. I enjoy, I, I enjoy pie. Not as much as ginger ale or cake. But I do enjoy pie. But why is this guy calling the, the, the octagon or whatever that thing is behind the net the pie slice? this moron. I can't stand him. I, I can't stand him. It, it, these goofy words that he makes up that he thinks he's clever. I just, I can't stand him. I, I've never liked him. Never. And I used to be in the minority. I, I like him. But now I I'm like in the majority. <laughs> I, I like him. I like McGuire. I, I don't like Olchik. I, see, this is nothing. I find that Ranger fans are very defensive. Like, I'll watch them talk about the Rangers in between periods, and I actually hear them talking good about the Rangers. But then I read on Facebook, like, I can't believe what Milbury said. He's such an asshole. What a dick. And I'm like, he said nothing but good things about the Rangers. I guess this guy is such a douche that no matter what he comes out of his mouth, he's just an idiot. Not the uh, blue shirts from Broadway anymore. They're the blue shits, shirts from the Brickyard. They have real blue shits, blue shits. Blue shits, blue shits, blue shits, blue shits, blue shits, blue shits. What's the hate about McGuire? See, this is another thing. All right, so you got to hear this guy's from the Medicine Hat Tigers. You got to hear this guy's from the University of Spokane or whatever. All right, that gets a little bit old. But he sits there and he's basically splooging all over Ryan McDonough every time he touches the puck. Anytime somebody scores a goal, he goes, Montreal, let this guy go for nothing. I mean, he really <laughs> rubbed it in. I mean, he, why? Why do you hate McGuire? I mean, I just don't like. I just don't like Pierre when they're playing Pittsburgh. Because I mean, because he, it's just nothing but Crosby, Crosby, Crosby. That's all it is. All right, I understand that, but uh, the other times I don't mind them. But right? Ranger fans, they say, I'd rather... Listen, we know we love the Rangers announcers. I love them and you love them for the comedy that they always will provide for us. But I enjoy a, a announcer actually calling the players' names. I enjoy <laughs> that, letting me know who has the puck. So, and McGuire is fairly knowledgeable. I mean, you know, you want John Giannone? I mean, come on, guys. I mean, really, let's go between the benches so he can tell us what the assistant coach told him between periods. He breaks nothing. So, I mean, I think you guys, I think you guys are too nitpicky. 
And you get too, you're too sensitive. Who cares if they're, they're rooting for the Rangers? I had nothing but good things from both those guys about the Rangers. All I hear to play about Brian Boyle and Dominic Moore, and this is what you need. And look at the Rangers with their puck support. Support, support. El Chick with that support all the time. Support our troops, El Chick. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't I don't, Pierre doesn't bother me nearly anywhere really that bad at all, except when they're playing Pittsburgh. Emmerich, I just I've never liked him. Never, 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 never. I I waffled it, I shuffled it, I one handed it, I nudged it. I don't like him. I fly it. Wait. I give it. I handed it. <laughs> Rob seventy four is reporting that giant John Gino almost hit him. With the with his with his car last week in Massapequa, well, if oh. there would have been a collision, there would be no injuries to John because he's made out of styrofoam peanuts. But that's what his personality is like. Exactly. Blasting it. You. So you got that going. And I also want to give kudos to the Rangers and in some character. Uh, um, they won that Chili series without Chris Kreider. I think now, look, at the time, we didn't think it was a big deal, but the way Chris Kreider is playing for the Rangers now and the way he's played in the playoffs in the past, that was a big task for the Rangers. And that's probably why that series went to seven games. Uh, You know, um, so certainly that has to be counted, again, as kind of a – I think the Rangers have – and believe me, this is unknown territory for me in most cases – to say that the Rangers are a character team. But that's the way they're playing. I think they're having fun and they're determined. I saw a snapshot from the, the locker room. They look to be having enjoying themselves. Yeah, this team's, they're, they're having fun. It shows on the ice. Exactly, Chip. For poise, Stephen Nola comes up with a good word. Poise. So, so we... I think the Rangers are in a good place right now. Do we have any phone calls? Would you stop playing with that goddamn soundboard? God. I'm like a little kid out there. So uh, I, 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 I'm all good with the New York Rangers, and we'll see you tomorrow night. But I just want to kind of temper everybody's expectations because it's just you know they're going to break our, not break our hearts, but they're going to break, bring us to the, the breaking point, which they always do. So that's the way it goes, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, series uh, is over. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember, I was the only one on this, on this bandwagon when it was down 3-1. Oh, stop. <laughs> Probably going to be reminded by uh, this forever. I mean, uh, let me just give you a pause now for that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Boy, what a show. Wow. All right. (laughs) We got some people on hold. Let's see what these people have. 18260, you're on the air. Who's this? Five one eight. Uh, okay. We will uh, uh, 
What's up, Stan? Good evening, gentlemen. How you doing? Doing okay. Doing very well. I'm doing very well, too. I don't think any of us three, any of us three, I don't know why I went to some kind of voice there, any of us three thought we would be in this position starting the season. Uh, I don't think we'd be thought that uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> That's true. But we I tried mean, to after die- that fourth game against Pittsburgh, uh, I, I don't think too many people were uh, very optimistic. If you were, I think you were. You really were not dealing in reality. But it turned out for the best. For the you first. know what I think happened to them? They, had, they played so many games in such a short period of time that I think they were just worn out both physically and mentally. I mean, twice in a week they had back-to-back games, which is crazy. Oh, that game six and seven, back, I mean, back-to-back. I mean. And then, you know, they, it happened again. But it's strange that now they've, they've like, you know, now they've got a big break. And I, I think they're going to sweep these guys, and then they're going to be off. They're going to have, like, a time or a week off, maybe. Who knows? Well, that would be Wow. Nice. You and Stan, the most positive people in the building. I'm telling you, you guys are, uh, you guys are uh, bringing me along with you. I don't know. I think, I think Montreal's making a lot of excuses and not trying to fix anything. And that does point towards uh, you're going to get swept. You know? And I, I think. Price. I mean, that, that obviously hurts. The, uh, he, yeah. A couple games. I don't think this kid's going to win him a couple games. Lundquist is at a level that I don't know if I've ever seen anybody play at. If he keeps this up, I mean, they'll, they'll win the cup because nobody can score on the guy. Now, if you remember, when the playoffs started, he says if the Rangers can get three goals a game, they're going to win. I don't even know if they need that now. They could win with, you know, two. Because one they gives up one goal. The Rangers don't give up many goals either. If no, you look I think, at the, uh, what, how many have they played? Uh, 16 games so far. He's only given up more than two. I think it was either two or three times. I'm not sure. That one he game. Four to Philly and one and four to Pittsburgh. And I hate to say this because I know Justin is listening. You know, if Henrik were to go down, Cam Talbot is more than capable. I mean, he hasn't been tested in the playoffs, and God forbid Henrik does go down. But at least it's not a drop drop off to Dustin Tolkarski. Kings uh, just scored two to one. Yes, sir. So, uh, so Stan, I want to know this now. You have connections at ESPN. Your son works for ESPN, and will you, will you uh, are you going to be able to attend any Stanley Cup games because of his connections, or is? Uh... Uh, I don't know. I asked him uh, if he wanted to go to uh, Pittsburgh for the game seven. He didn't. Uh, I'll have to see. <laughs> well, I mean, I would disown him. <laughs> when Dad says he wants to go to a game, I mean, come on. Yeah, we'll, we'll Did you tell him that we had Linda Cohen on a couple of weeks ago? Uh, you... No, I didn't, in fact. Oh, well, you should tell him. We're a big-time operation here, Stan. That's we right. She said one... we're, in, we're in the media. We're, we're in all the media, in the media she said. Uh-huh. We got the mega website that's being designed by Tickles, and Joe <laughs> Catroni is setting up some kind of crazy... Uh, uh, radio station. For, I mean, this is the big time. We're reaching millions. Looks like you're reaching 32, from what I see here. Uh, wow, it's oh, the chat room. It's just oh. in the chat room. Come on now. Yeah. 
come on, there's people just listening, and then there's, there's a, a, a podcast. I mean, Millions. this is a worldwide phenomenon for years. And it's just growing with the range of success. I mean, like, we're hot. There's been people here since day one, and, and you've been here certainly since then, that we have we have paid our dues even here on the radio. And now to actually see some success, I'm so glad that we're all here to enjoy it. For sure. I mean, you mean there are actually people in Finland listening to me right now? There are people in Finland. We had somebody from Egypt, right, Jim, or something? Yeah. Some guy who was staying yeah. over in Egypt. We, we, had, have, we have heard from uh, Egypt, New Zealand, Australia, Sweden, Germany, uh, the U.K., obviously. Uh, who am I forgetting? We had uh, um, somebody was listening to Japan for a while. I forget what his name was. He was stationed or he was uh, transferred there for work for a while. Yeah, we quite a few state uh, countries. Excuse me. Uh, we got people all over the country. We uh, and even on the, uh, the East Coast here. Look at the people. Look at some of the people that are in here. Have been here since day one, day two, and day three. Chris the Meat, Coast of the Crazy Greek, Cutter. Firesteed Fire. He's been here for a long time. Howie Sussman. Long time. Jason Connolly. Jonathan Grossman. Well, I think he lost his job this week. I'm sorry, Joe. Oh, no. Joe D. I mean, we got Mess and Gretz. Joe Cutrioni, who, who could have totally disowned me when I had Wayne Gretzky. <coughs> we had Wayne Gretzky on the, on, the, on the show, and I didn't let him talk to him. I mean, he could have done. Patty Duke. The Patty Duke Show. Look at all these people. Dad, it's look, Steve, Rocco Sansone, who we still don't know where he's hit the body. He's, a, he's still he's here. A, he's a mental Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, these people are dedicated. Where's Wazilli and the rest of them? But anyway, I'm so glad we're here to, together to enjoy it because uh, we certainly have spent many hours talking about frustration and futility. So what do you so what do you think tomorrow night? What do you think is going to happen if you if you had to guess what the storyline is going to be? The sweep. Wow, I like it. What's tomorrow? I want four goals in the first period. <clears throat> that would be cold. I think if the Rangers if the Rangers can get two goals in the first period tomorrow night, it's over. Done. Could be over with one goal, I'll tell you. Could be. Yeah, but I, I like what Jim's saying. You get a couple goals on this kid, and yeah, you're going to be inside their head. They got now. They got to go. Oh, we got to get three goals past Lundqvist to win this game. Yeah, that's and, the thing. If Rangers get two, they got to get three. Good luck on that. Yep. You know. Up and up. How about? Uh, uh, the Canadians pulling their goaltender in game two with, uh, was it, four, like four minutes to go? Yeah. Well, they were critical of it, but it worked because the Rangers are unable to get an open net go. And they really <laughs> have a hard time getting that go- open net go. And uh, we'd be remiss, uh, you know, because they don't really have Kavinsky about... anymore. <laughs> That's right, he was Mr. Empty Net Go. <laughs> But we were remiss if we don't mention Rick Nash. Do you think he's playing a lot better? Well, he finally I he scored. scored. I mean, it was it was beyond embarrassing. This, you know, 
one of the best goal scorers in the league, and he got, He's got 14 games yeah. without any goals. But I mean, he, you know, he most of these guys they get streaky. So if he gets hot, forget it. You know, He's got I two goals, two one games. Time during the season, like he had ten goals in ten games or something like that, eleven and ten, something like that. So if he starts so. uh, putting in the putting in the net, you know, and they get you know they get goals from everyone. Everyone on the team's contributing. And Martin St. Louis, looking good. Louis. I mean, he's uh, he's he's doing excellent. He finally looks like he's finally fit in with the Rangers after like thirty games. Yeah. You know. So but, I think. No, oh, Jimmy. Well, Jim he, said, you know, the fourth line has really been a big, big difference. And also, uh, let's face it, when Kreider came back, that's really when he turned things around. I mean, oh he's, yeah. East. I mean, he is just. He's just so fast. I mean, it's the speed factor. And uh, Montreal spends a lot of time, so did their fans, on booing him and putting the focus on him, and it takes their eye off the prize. That's another mistake. You can't got to be disciplined. And I don't think Montreal's head is in the right place to win this series. I think the Rangers are, uh, are, are got the right head space, and they have a goaltender that's playing out of this world, and it's probably unbeatable at this point. I mean, unless something, you know. Uh, and also the reassert, this re- reemergence of Ryan McDonough, who looked terrible in game four of that Pittsburgh series, but has turned it around. And, okay. you know, there are a lot of things that have kind of fallen into place that you see that happens with teams that go to the Stanley Cup, and I think that's what's happened to the Rangers this year. You know what happens a lot? I'm almost every year when there's some team that ends up winning the cup, there's some point in the playoffs when it looks like they're just about to, you know, lose a big game or a series and you know, somebody scores with like ten seconds left to turn a game around and they go on to win the cup. It's like they have this adversity and then they overcome it and they go all the way. Right. Certainly the Rangers case this year because they were you know, they had two feet in the ground. And if you think about it, every forward has contributed. I mean, you look at St. Louis and what he's done. You look, I mean, other than probably Stepan, who I think is probably playing the worst out of everybody, and who's looked a little bit better recently. Um, Richards has come up with some big goals. Haglin has come up with some big goals. And, and then that, 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 that energy guy, uh, Pouliot, has come up with some big goals. Zuccarello, Broussard, you know what I'm saying? Everybody is contributing from other than Nash and Stepan, really, up to this point. Now Nash has got two goals in two games. And the fourth line, I mean, this is what it's all about. It's a team game. And they're all contributing. And, you know, that's what it takes. Exactly. Couldn't agree with you more. All right, Stan. All right, guys. We've yeah, hopefully game tomorrow we'll... night. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, very good. All Take right. Take care. Right. Take care. Good night. good night. All right. Six four six four seven eight four six nine two. The number if you guys want to call in. We've got a little time left. Let's go to nine seven three two eight seven. Who's this? Jimmy, I think you're drunk when you're praising Brian Boyle. Hey, look, I give credit where it's due. 
<laughs> I'm only kidding around. I know you do. You 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 do. You really do, Jim. That was a great job by you to give Brian Boyle a lot of praise. And you know what, boys? I gotta tell you, I'm getting a little sick and tired of hearing everyone up in Montreal bitching about Kreider running the goalie because Kreider is too big, too fast, too strong. And all these defensemen ever do is take their sticks, they whack him along the skates, trip him up when he gets too close to the goalie. He's bound to tumble into them, not on his own power. Right? Well, I certainly agree with that. If you, don't want him, if you don't want him to run into your goalie, stop letting him get past your defenseman and, and having a breakaway. That's how you solve that whole thing. The guy's driving to the net. He's a big kid. They showed the one picture where the stick was right in, the, in his blades of his skate. Yep. I mean, this is like they're crying. I mean, you're right. They're, they're whining and they're crying, and it's it's fictitious. It doesn't exist what they're saying, that he runs goalies. No, he doesn't. And I have friends up in Montreal, and they're and I've asked them, do you think he's intentionally running the goalie? They told me no, he's not. But what they're saying up there is this. Kreider needs to prepare himself better when he collides into the goalie so he doesn't cause injury. And um, you, you know, in layman's terms, it's called bullshit. Yeah, I mean, come on. The kid's going 50 miles an hour. He's got he's to contort his body so he doesn't hit the goalie the wrong way. Give it a break. The guy's a dominating force. He's a monster. He's a beast. He's Absolutely. going to net and... Stop him. Get between him. That's how you eradicate that. The guy's taking the puck to the net. That's the way he should do it. That's the way he always should do it. And, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Absolutely. Neutralize him. Right. You're absolutely right, Eddie, because this is getting ridiculous. They got beat twice by the Rangers. Now, I will admit, and I agree with Jimmy, everyone had to know Montreal was going to be coming at the start of game two. I mean, you have to absorb that pressure of a team. Not only they got destroyed in game one, but, you know, when, you're, when you are finishing off a blood rivalry against the Boston Bruins that went seven games, and, of course, the old Lucic, I'm going to kick your fucking ass in the handshake line at the end of game seven in Boston, you know, you're bound to not have a solid game one mentally because Montreal, Boston, everyone knows. They're trying I mean, to kill each other, right? Literally and, and physically. It's one of the oldest and biggest and rivalries in the NHL. I mean, these teams hate each other. I mean, you know, this is just the way it is. The original six teams, and I think what what's happened is they came out very overconfident uh, in Game One and thought they were going to just win on their laurels about beating Boston, and then they got their ass kicked. Game Two, exactly. yes, they they came back like you said, and they they. But uh, they're making excuses. Yeah, absolutely. They really are. And you know what, guys? I have to admit it, though. I didn't. I did not expect the boys to take two out of the Bell Center. I really thought, uh, get the split, come home, take care of them at the Garden, and maybe win it in five. I'm not going to call a sweep right now. I'm too superstitious. I'm just thinking about game three tomorrow. But, Jimmy, you're absolutely right. 
the garden is going to smell blood in the water, and every Ranger fan at the garden is going to let the Canadians have it. Oh, and they're going. I mean, he makes one mistake, and they are going to be in his brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because right now, I'll say this. I don't think the Rangers completely tested him to Tokarski. I, I, he did okay. He did all right. You know, he let in three goals. That's okay. You know, he was in his home arena. But now you're coming to Madison Square Garden. You're not going to the Honda Center in Anaheim. You're not going to the Staples Center in Los Angeles. You're not even going to the American Airlines Center in Dallas. You're coming to Madison Square Garden. He is going to find out very quickly why. Not so much that this is the world's most famous arena, but he's going to find out why he is going to be in a lot of trouble if he allows in more than one goal game three tomorrow night. And and also, again, like Jim said, it's not going to be filled with suits. It's going to be filled with fans who know that if they get inside this kid's head, they could make a difference in the game. And these fans are knowledgeable, and they want to bring it. And they'll bring – they'll make that kid shit his fucking hockey pants because that's what they want to do for their team. And I think that's what's going to happen. Absolutely. And you you can tell – your Canadian fans who think Kreider has got some agenda in running goalies and was responsible for Carey Price, that he went out of his way to hurt Carey Price. That, uh, it's getting to be re- goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's it what really I have is. to say. I mean, you know, I, I looked at, um, I mean, you'll, you'll see some videos on YouTube. Yeah, the Ottawa game. What happened? Me thought just takes Kreider out with his, goal, with his hockey stick and he unfortunately injures Craig Anderson. I mean, give me a break. I mean, the habit is tell the defenseman to stop whacking Kreider in the skates. Let him take the shot. The goalie should be good enough to make the save. And if not, Kreider beats him. You know, just to keep on going with this, and I, I, I mean, Michelle Terrian, it's really interesting when you watch – these post-game shows on MSG, or if you watch the NHL Network post-games, at the end of game one, he said it was totally accidental. And then all of a sudden, when he finds out that Price is not going to be able to play in the entire Eastern Conference final, then hey, he what says, happened? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, give me a break. I hate the double talk. Brandon Prust, the video is out there, boys. If you go to YouTube or if you go to one of the Ranger uh, pages on Facebook, Henrik Lundqvist in the second period, this was caught by the uh, French TSN channel RDS. Lundqvist is skating towards his bench in the second period because you've got to, you know, switch sides. Here comes Pruss skating towards Lundqvist, and Hank has to jerk his right leg away from Prust because he was going to go to do the accidentally on purpose baloney. Right. Well, that's where their headspace is, and you know what? They are they are paying attention. And now Terrian probably has to do that in order to try to rally his team. But as that 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 play went on with Price, it got it, it was accidental. It was incidental. It was coincidental. The next thing you know, it was a full blown uh, attempted homicide by the time they got done with it. So sure. I mean, I mean that, that's that's where they're at. And let them be there. 
because they have, they're in Excuseville. Let them stay in Excuseville and let us win the series, and they'll be stuck there, and they'll be crying in Montreal for months. That's how I think. That's how I look at it. That's right. Well, I'm telling you right now, boys, game three is all I'm thinking. Just Hank's been unbelievable. Everyone's right. He's at a level where I never thought I'd see him. You dreamt about it, but you never thought you'd see it. And he is looking phenomenal. All right. All right, Daniel. We've got the Mambo. We've got to go. Going Mambo, boys. Let's get ready for tomorrow night, and let's hope it's 3-0. and All right. Take care, Daniel. Take care, Daniel. Take it easy. Bye. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Exactly. And you can catch his show to do soccer something or other on Arthur's <laughs> Fire. Fire Stairs Fire. It's all about soccer. God, could you imagine doing a show on soccer? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hello, hello. Yes. All right. So we're done here tonight. <coughs> Am I ready? I I... I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to do it. I think uh, I'd rather get my legs waxed than have to do a radio show about soccer. Well, soccer's pretty cool. I like soccer. I'm not down on soccer. I know you, uh, listen, it's not everybody's cup. Oh, that's the kind of game, game. like, that's the game of, like, nothing has happened. It's like, it's like watching John Tortorella hockey. 2-1-1-0. Well, it's a good game to drink and, like, bullshit, and then something happens, and then, like, 20 minutes goes by, and then something else happens. Yeah, I, something else happens, and then I, <laughs> I swallow a bottle of pills, and then something else happens. Well, anyway, tomorrow night the place is going to be rocking at Madison Square Garden, Jim. They're going to be out for blood. The chum is in the water, and the in the in the uh, the uh, what's the uh, word I'm looking for in the existence of one Dustin Tokarski. So. Uh, we're going to see. We're going to see. And I really like your prediction about if the Rangers can get two goals in the first period, they'll win. That daddy. They'll win the series. And even Joe McLeddy <laughs> paying homage to his daddy. Daddy. So. Very good. Uh, all right. So you have fun with your, your uh, Doc Emmerich soundboard. I'm going to go enjoy some ginger ale. And thank everybody in this beautiful, wondrous chat room. And Ranger fans, I love you all. The Each, first no homo. No homo. for thirst. The rest is for kicks. That's right. And we're going to get some kicks as we kick Montreal's ass tomorrow. Yeah, let's get it done. All right, we'll see all you right. guys. Uh, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Thursday, Friday game. Uh, we got two days off between game three and four. Uh, I don't know. Probably see you Monday. We'll see you Monday, folks. Oh, Monday's Even... Memorial Day. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Keep in touch with yourselves. <laughs>